Cause I got a really big team And they need some really big rings They need some really nice things Better be coming with no strings Better be coming with Good evening and welcome to another edition Of the Savage Process Podcast I am your host Levi At the Levi Surf on Twitter Tonight we provide More questions than Burton Ernie's sexuality tonight Maybe you get some answers Maybe I even leave you more confused. Who the hell knows? But here we are, 918 at 918. We are going to talk a little bit about everything tonight. We're going to try to cram as much into the half hour. I don't want to bore you guys to death. Start off with the lead story of football season. My lover, Trevor Story, has been hurt. That's right. Some ligament damage in the elbow. That's what happens when you're an all-star shortstop that hits a ball of 505 feet. He's hurt, not nearly as bad as they anticipated, but that really uh, hurts the Rockies' chance of going to playoffs. So, kind of depressed tonight, but that's all right. We're here to talk about football. Get well soon, Trevor. That is what you are. You are my Trevor. All right, here we go. We're going to talk about free agents to start it off. Not a big, uh, big free agency week. There's a couple guys out there. Obviously, some guy named Josh Gordon, if you guys have heard of him. Got traded to some team that's pretty good at football, uh, the Patriots or something like that. They used to have really cool red uniforms with the guy snapping the ball. Those used to be one of my favorite uniforms until Tom Brady showed up. And then I said, forget you, Patriots, you and your Walt Coleman cheat codes. Uh, you can't take away from what they've done, despite the fact that I think they're dirty cheaters. But they do have a great coach, great quarterback. So Josh Gordon is a Patriot if you've been living under a rock. I uh, would temper my expectations on this kind of kind of thing. I mean, I know if you're ever if he's ever going to get right, going to New England is going to be the place to do this. You know, with Captain Tom there, I, I think it's a really good fit. Obviously, they have nobody. They cut Corey Coleman's scrub ass. I wonder what's wrong with that guy. There must just not be something right. Um, of course, it was the Browns scouting team that put, drafted him in the first round. So who the hell knows? But there's something wrong with that guy, and hopefully he latches on somewhere. But Josh Gordon will. Presumably be playing uh, when they face Detroit this week. You know, you wonder how much he's going to pick up of the playbook and everything like that. So there will be some questions. If you've got him, you're starting him. I wouldn't go crazy on Fab on him. Um, He is obviously worth a look, though. You don't want to leave him out there for somebody else to grab up. So I don't know. I would say 25 to 30% of your budget maybe on this guy. Wouldn't get batshit crazy with him, though. I just Something tells me that. You know, what's he going to get? If he gets eight touchdowns and 800 yards, you're probably happy with that. I suppose it is week three already. I mean, not everybody can have 10 touchdowns like Pat Mahomes, right? So Josh Gordon is going to be the big free agent. If he, if somebody was dumb enough to drop him, if he's even out there, I don't know. Don't trade for him. Maybe now's the time to trade him if you have him. I don't know. It's probably best to take a wait-and-see approach. But Josh Gordon may be the big name out there. Um, if he is... Go get him. Another another guy that might be out there that you guys are thinking about or maybe not thinking about since the game was already on Thursday is the Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver Tyler Boyd. Uh, going into the season, I was a big John Ross guy. I thought for sure John Ross is going to take that number two spot, take some pressure off of A.J. Green. What's happening is John Ross is kind of being phased out, and he's almost the third or fourth option now behind Tyler Eifert. Uh C.J. Uzama got more, just as many targets as uh, John Ross did last week. So, you know, keep uh, 
Say what you will about John Ross, I guess. I don't know if I want to keep him, if I cut him. I'd probably hold on to him right now just to kind of see how it plays out. But Tyler Boyd's a name that might be out there that is worth a look. You know, it is week two, and I, I, don't, I never know what to expect from the Bengals. I do like what they're up to. A.J. Green, if you, if you watch after the game or even during pregame warm-ups, he looks a little bit more confident this year. I don't know why that is. I just... He just looks more confident. He's a guy I typically won't draft, won't trade for. I just have zero interest in him because sometimes he just disappears from games kind of a, a lot like Julio Jones. You don't really know what you're getting from week to week. He can have a Thursday where he goes five for 69 and three touchdowns like he just did, or one of the, you know, he could go two for 30 and he's a forgotten man. But something tells me that, you know, he's got a little bit more renewed interest, at least early on here. So Tyler Boyd is a name that you want. From the Bengals, other than that, I don't really know if there's a lot out there that you really want to pursue hot and heavy. I did have somebody ask me about a couple receivers today. Um, you know, it's surprising to me that Sammy Watkins is available in some leagues. Maybe Deshaun Jackson's available in one of your leagues. You know, guys like that that aren't clear-cut number ones. Um, Sammy Watkins has been a been a career bust. He did have a great week, and everybody kind of did in that Steelers and Chiefs game. Um, anybody not named Antonio Brown or Tyree Kill. I mean, they had okay days, but not what you not what you were expecting out of that game. Um, so, you know, just kind of keep an eye on your waiver wire. Like I said, I wouldn't go crazy on anybody this week. You know, Josh Gordon you might have to spend up a little bit more for. Tyler Boyd is a guy that I would probably circle a little bit on if he's available. Giovanni Bernard with, you know, all the, all the um, Joe Mixon problems. He's a guy that I would... I would look at if Giovanni Bernard's out there, he's a guy you, you almost have to get right now. You know, I know they're saying two to four weeks for Mixon could be a little bit longer. I'm not really sure when they're – I'll have to look up their bye week. You know what? Screw it. I'm not going to look up their bye week. I really don't care. Um, Giovanni Bernard's a guy that if he's out there, you, you want to spend a little bit on. Once again, he's probably more in the 30%, 40% range. Um, one thing about Giovanni Bernard, and it was, it was weird because the Bengals were up on the Ravens, although the Ravens did come back in that game. But Giovanni Bernard last week had seven targets and 10 touches for a total of 42 yards. So, you know, that's something to keep an eye on. He, he does catch the ball a little bit better. Not that Joe Mixon wasn't, but I think they can use Giovanni Bernard in the same, you know, in the, cut out of the same cloth, I guess, in that respect where they can definitely do the same thing. You know, Giovanni Bernard is a smaller back, and I mixed bag on those smaller backs. Um, you know, we talked last week about Philip Lindsay, and he had a good he had a good game against Oakland this week. Uh, but once again, a guy you kind of want to temper your expectations. He did have a long run in the, you know, in that in that stretch. So just just beware. I mean, I mean, no, I I know the long run's all part of it, and you want to see that. But it's not like he had a. It's not like um, Lindsey had a shit ton of. I guess he did have 15 touches and one target, so he did have some decent volume. 15 for 111 last week on Philip Lindsey, but smaller guy. Uh, just looking at the snap percentages, if we're talking about Philip Lindsay, and if you're if he's still out there, or maybe he's a guy that you you know you're kind of tracking a little bit more. Um, something about Philip Lindsay here a little bit is he did play 42% of the snaps out of the backfield, with Royce Freeman getting 24% and Devontae Booker getting 33%. So, um, you know, as a Raiders fan, I did get to watch Denver's offense a little bit more in depth this week and. I've got to tell you, I'm not completely in love with what they're doing. I, I don't think they know what they're doing. Demarius Thomas is goddamn awful. Uh, if 
if you're still drinking the Demarius Thomas Kool-Aid, man, I, I feel bad for you. But that guy should have cost him the game, really. But we all we all saw what uh, what happens when you trade an elite pass rusher and towards the end of the game, guys are gassed, no motor. So, um, you know, Philip Lindsay and you have Royce Freeman. I don't know what to tell you guys, but they're not available anyway. So forget it. We're talking about free agents. Um, any anybody else I can really think of that we maybe talked about last week? Jalen Richard was kind of didn't do anything this year, but that was you know Jalen Richard's going to be game flow dependent. The problem is you're not going to know when Jalen Richard's going to ha- when the Raiders are going to be playing from behind. You know if they're playing a really good team, you know obviously they're playing from behind. Jalen Richard's going to be viable against teams like San Diego and Kansas City to name a few. Um, I can't imagine that TJ Yeldon's still available in your leagues. Not a guy that you're really looking at at this point, anyways. With possibility of uh, Leonard Fournette being back, but um, yeah, really kind of a quiet week in general for free agents. Two guys, just to recap here, two guys I'd really look at: Tyler Boyd. Is Tyler Boyd is definitely one you want to look at, and then Josh Gordon if he's out there. But Josh Gordon's pretty obvious, so. Um, all right, so I wanted I want to just move along here a little bit. I one thing that happened to me this week, and it happens from time to time, because I get so caught up in daily. Is I just want to talk about too many leagues, and I maybe took on too many leagues because I did play Josh Gordon in a league this week, and I lost it in that league. And in my seasonal leagues, I want to combine. Uh, ended up going six and two. But just be careful, guys. You, you can be in too many leagues. I didn't realize I had Josh Gordon in there. And, of course, I'm kicking myself all night Sunday because I could have put in Anthony Miller, who didn't set the world on fire, but he did get in the box. So uh, just be careful. There is a such thing as too many leagues, and I may have uh, overdone it this year, but I'm 1-1 one one in that league. It's not, a, not the end of the world, but i kind of kicking myself, and I kind of look like an idiot for doing a podcast, and here I am starting Josh Gordon. So be careful. It can happen to you. I mean, if it can happen to the world's greatest fantasy football player, it definitely can happen to you, low life. So just be careful of that. Uh, what are we going to do? We're going to talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the Bears game, and I'm not going to talk any more than uh, number 52 than I said right now. It's amazing what happens. It's like he never played in Oakland the entire time. And now, now that he's with the Bears, he's – all of a sudden, one of the greatest linemen of all time. Well, he already was that in Oakland, but you know when ESPN gets their claws into something, how they never, never let it go. Just ask LeBron James and Tim Tebow. But I want to talk a little bit about the Bears' offense and how Jordan Howard just really hasn't done a damn thing. And it's, I'm I'm surprised because Tariq Cohen ended up getting hurt yesterday, and he really wasn't involved at all to start. He hasn't really been involved. Uh, for example. You know, injury aside, Tariq Cohen only had only was in on 32% of the snaps. Now, granted, he was gone, but 32% of the snaps is kind of a low a low number compared to where he was last year. I really think you know the Bears' offense is is very much like Kansas City. Remember, they had Matt Nagy in Kansas City last year. They have Matt Nagy this year in Chicago. So, if you look at their offense, it's very similar to what the Chiefs do. You've got Trey Burton, who is definitely their Travis Kelsey. You've got Allen Robinson, who kind of takes on the Sammy Watkins role. He didn't really have that Sammy Watkins role last year. They had, you know, Conley was there, but he never really, he never really did much with them. It was all, you know, Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt with those guys. But in the the Tyreek Hill in this offense is going to be a toss up between Taylor Gabriel and Anthony Miller. Right now, today, 
the Tyreek Hill role is Taylor Gabriel. I would think by the end of the season that it's going to be Anthony Miller. So if you have Anthony Miller, hold on to him. I've got him everywhere. I'm not getting rid of him. I know he's an easy drop because he only had two catches for 11 yards, but he did get in the box. So just hold on to him. Don't drop yet. Um, the problem is, isn't the offense. The problem is their quarterback. If you watch any part of that game, Trubisky missed a wide open Taylor Gabriel, um, just running free down the you know in between in between the in between the safety and the linebackers, couldn't drop it in the bucket for him. He just cannot hit that intermediate route. And just like receivers who can't catch, like Seth Roberts, quarterbacks who can't hit a guy on that route aren't going to stick around too long unless they're on the Al Davis scholarship. And maybe Trubisky's got you know the maybe he's got a Matt Nagy scholarship here a little bit, but man, is he awful. He just he just flat out misses guys, and if they can't if they can't do better than twenty four against the Seahawks, and remember six of that came from a pick six. I think the Bears' offense is going to be in for it. They you know they you can tell that their first drive is one hundred percent scripted by the way they move the ball down the field. They did it to Green Bay and they did it last night to Seattle. And once again, Seattle's nothing special, but you can just tell that Matt Nagy has a game plan going into it, and. It, Unfortunately, it doesn't really look like it involves Jordan Howard too much. He had, you know, four targets. He had 17 total touches for 68 yards. But I'm expecting 100 and a score almost from this guy a week, if not a score 100 yards. And if not 100 yards, you know, six catches for 40 and, you know, 80 yards, that's not unreasonable for Jordan Howard, in my opinion. Maybe they get there, but I just felt, you know, with the Seahawks being a shell of them former selves, they should have been able to do a little bit more. And I thought once the Bears were up, okay, here we go. Now we're going to see a little bit more Jordan Howard, but that just did not plan out. So the Bears offense, maybe uh, maybe I got to pump the brakes a little bit on that. I just just not liking what I see, and I think a lot of that falls on Trubisky not being able to hit that route, that corner route at all. And he, he missed it twice in big spots early on in the game. And you can just you can just see that, you know, the guys are open and he just can't deliver the ball, but – Enough about how bad the Bears are. We're going to move on. We kind of saw that last night. Uh, let's talk about, I guess, probably the most important news outside of Josh Gordon today, and that is Antonio Brown missing work on Monday. Well, who wouldn't like to skip work on Monday? Um, the Steelers are full of drama. We know that. They have a ton of it, you know, and it happens every year with these guys, but somehow, some way, they seem to pull it together. I know they're 0-2. Uh, they're a pretty damn good 0-2 team, in my opinion. They get a chance to uh, get healthy this week, I think, against Tampa Bay, who has been playing just out of completely out of their ass with Fitz Magic. And Fitz Magic, you know, I I love the guy. I've I loved him when he was with the Jets. I mean, he just he's just one of those guys that you can't help but not cheer for. I mean, if he is you, if you were able to get a job in the NFL, you'd be doing all that stuff, slinging the ball all over the yard, dressing up like Conor McGregor just because you can. I mean, he is that guy. He's He's every man. He's every man that ever wanted to be in the NFL. That's exactly what I would do. I I relish every damn second of it, just like he does. But he's due for a blow up, guys. He Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't going to stay hot forever. Now he does get the dysfunctional Steelers this week, and yes, it is in Tampa Bay. So this is still probably a Fitz Magic week. And you talk about guys that may or may not be on your waiver wire. The Magic Man could be. Uh, he could very much be on the the waiver wire. Um, so I think if you can if you can get him, get him. 
But once again, he's a guy you're going to have to temper your expectations on because Jameis Winston, King Krabs himself, coming back. Um, you know, as of right now, they've been noncommittal about who's going to be the quarterback going forward. Obviously, if you're winning, you're staying with the Magic Man, but at some point, Jameis Winston is going to get back in there because Fitzpatrick is going to have one of his patent one touchdown and four pick games. It's coming. It may come this week against the Steelers. The Buccaneers may win, although I won't be betting on the Buccaneers winning that game. I just think it's the ship may sail here pretty quick. But, you know, the Steelers are going to be playing pissed off. Antonio Brown's going to be ready to go. Juju Smith Schuster's going to be ready to go. And Tampa Bay can't stop anybody, anyways. So. That game's going to have plenty of fireworks. But, you know, Fitzmagic, he's a guy that you might want to look at trading right now or trading for. Um, I just think that at some point the Magic here is going to run out, and it's going to be probably week four. It's not going to be this week against the Steelers. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll finish up the rest of our show for this evening. Once again, my name is Levi at the Levi Surf, and uh, we'll be back right after this break. Okay, and we're back. Uh, we were just talking about the Magic Man, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, he's a guy that you may want to trade for, look at trading. Right now, uh, speaking of guys that you might want to trade, uh, Pat Mahomes, right? I said it. I went out and I traded Pat McCrotch Mahomes to a guy who's a, just a homer-ass Chiefs fan. I knew it the minute he sent me the offer. He sent me uh, Drew Brees and Dak Prescott for Pat Mahomes. Well, I'm not stupid. I know what he wants out of that deal. He's only interested in Pat McCrotch. So I countered with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas uh, for Pat McCrotch, and uh, I gave him T.Y. Hilton. So I ended up getting Drew Brees and his bestie, Michael Thomas, for Pat McCrotch and T.Y. Hilton. Now, you tell me that that isn't a great trade or what. You guys got to be on the lookout for these homer types that just want to get their boo on their team. Um, I'm guilty of it in baseball. I, I love having Trevor Story on my team, but Trevor Story's the man, right? The, guy should, the guy's a legit MVP candidate. The problem he plays on the West Coast, and oh yeah, the Cubs are there. So anyways, Pat Mahomes is a guy that you can probably trade and get top dollar for. Although I would advise you not to trade and try to get David Johnson. F the Cardinals, you guys. The Cardinals are complete and utter garbage. They are worse than Brock Osweiler in Twilight. I mean, come on, guys. Do not get anybody from the Cardinals. Guys that you can get for Pat Mahomes, um, maybe it's worth looking at, you know, if a guy's really into it and a guy needs quarterback help, I wouldn't be shocked if you could get if you could maybe throw in a draft pick or maybe somebody that's having a good run so far, like a James Conner. Maybe you can get a Todd Gurley for Pat Mahomes and James Conner. Um, you know, I'd shoot for the stars if you've got Mahomes. I'm not advocating trading him. I don't he could very well be the quarterback of the year. But look at he reminds me of a guy in Houston named Deshaun Watson. Look how that's all panning out. He's kind of came crashing down to earth a little bit, although he did have a great week um with you know, against the Titans, but hell, I could have a great week against the Titans. So don't uh, don't get don't get too buck wild with the Texans' offense there and and what Deshaun Watson did. Um, he Deshaun Watson was a guy I considered heavily in daily, and 
honestly had a shitty week in daily because of Case Keenum and Emmanuel Sanders, and that's why I can confidently say that that Broncos offense is fucking lost out there. Um, Emmanuel Sanders should get the ball 100% of the time. I mean, I know he'll break in half, but realistically, Demarius Thomas can't catch. Philip Lindsay's a little bitch. Royce Freeman, little bitch. Uh, Devontae Booker, I don't even know why that guy still got a job in that backfield. But um, <clears throat> anyways, enough of me going off about the Broncos offenses trash. And I think we kind of all saw it. And I know you Broncos lovers are going to defend them until you die. But you, if you watched any part of that game, you, you were insanely frustrated with the first half. And the second half was a little bit better. But that's because they had to sling the ball because they were playing like shit. So anyways, enough about that. I do want to talk a little bit about Carson Wentz. Uh, he's playing this week. He's starting. I was, I'm was. i surprised. I don't know if that guy's ever going to be right again. I could be 100% wrong, but as a guy who has Derek Carr as his quarterback, that hit that Indy gave uh, Derek Carr on Christmas, Derek Carr's never been the same. He's always been playing scared, in my opinion. I think you're going to see some of that with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is a guy who depends on his legs to make plays. Not that he doesn't have the arm talent and the strength. I'm not trying to bash Carson Wentz here. But I think what you're going to find is he's going to play a little bit more skittish than you've seen him play in the past. And in my opinion, when you start doing that, you start making bad decisions, you try to you overcompensate you know, with your arm when you could run for a first down, you're just trying to look and maybe you're holding on to the ball a little bit too long. I don't know. I've seen it play out in Oakland. Not saying Carson Wentz is the same guy, but just Temper your expectation once again on what you're going to get with Carson Wentz. I know you probably didn't draft him very high to start with anyway, so just just be careful with with uh, our buddy Carson Wentz. Um, talk a little bit of some DFS here while we got a couple more minutes left. Uh, let's see. Oh, what am I going to do? You notice on uh, DK, I only play on DK. Yeah, I guess I do throw in a couple bullshit FanDuel lives, but for DK, I noticed that the quarterback pricing was kind of down this week. Um, which I, I found fascinating because uh, Matt Ryan even always played like absolute trash, and he got bailed out last week by two rushing touchdowns. He's only fifty seven hundred bucks, so between him and uh, I hate to say it, between him and Derek Carr, I'll probably build my lineups. The Raiders play in Miami, which I don't think Miami's that good. They're yeah, they're two and zero, but that's a lot of smoke and mirrors with them too. They beat the they beat the Titans in the longest game ever. And then they won last week against the Jets where, remember last week how I said, let's not go ahead and crown Sam Darnold's ass as the greatest quarterback in New York history quite yet. He proved that last week. So I think the, I think it's just crazy how people latch on to, especially the East Coast media, how they latch on to one guy with one good game. And yeah, he's the Jets quarterback. Well, that, that, uh, that plane came crashing down pretty quick. You see what I did there? It's the Jets, the plane. Got him great, right? Um, so we're going to, we're going to see if the Dolphins are, are any good this week. Not saying the Raiders are good by any means, but I think that's pretty, a pretty even game. And the price on the price on Derek Carr, 5,400, that's a really good price this week. So if you need a streamer option, even in seasonal leagues, if you, if you're streaming quarterbacks, I think Derek Carr makes for a decent, actually an actual decent play this week, despite Miami's second ranked pass defense. Well, they ain't played anybody, so don't. Don't get too crazy with that kind of stuff. Um, I'm going to pair him up with, I hate to say it, Amari Cooper, who had 10 catches for 100 yards. So I think, you know, one thing about Gruden, he says he's looking to get Cooper the ball more. He's going to get Cooper the ball more. I can I can guarantee you that. It started this week in Denver. 
And Denver's defense, in my opinion, has kind of lost a step. Um, I just, I just think without Akib to lead back there, I mean, it makes it makes a little bit of a difference for them. I don't, they just don't, they just don't seem like they've got their their swag as much as they as they did in the past. But we'll see. I mean, Seattle put decent numbers up on them, and what kind of see they beat the sorry ass Raiders. So we'll find out what the Broncos do this week in in Baltimore. Um, so I'm going to build probably around Derek Carr and Amari Cooper. They're cheap. Running backs are super expensive. I don't know how you don't. I don't know how you don't play Kamara, and I don't. I don't. There's no reason to not have Kamara. Gurley is 9,200 again this week. They do get the Chargers who have who have a decent run defense, but once again they've taken on the Chiefs, who suddenly forgot they had Kareem Hunt, and the Chargers played the Bills last week. The Bills are complete trash. They are actually underdogs against the Vikings by 16 and a half. That is crazy to me. Something tells me that I should just take the bet, just take the bet because I, I don't know. Maybe they do lose by two and a half touchdowns, but God damn, that's a lot. And if they're really truly that bad, oh, it's going to be a historically long season for the Bills and their fans. And you're not taking any Bills in fantasy football, right? Although I do think when the smoke clears, I do think that Josh Allen is going to be the best quarterback in this draft. I know he's got nobody. Even LaShawn McCoy hurt, hurt his PP too this week. And I'm just telling you, at the end of the day, it's going to be Josh Allen when the smoke clears. It's funny, you don't hear the media talking about how the Giants were stupid for not taking Sam Darnold after this week, huh? Although Eli did play like shit too on Sunday night. But I honestly think that the best the best pick in this draft was Saquon Barkley. Yeah, he went number two overall. Should have went number one in my opinion, but whatever. Um, the Browns clearly don't need him because they have Carlos Hyde and Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson and any dude with a pulse can play back, is in the running back for the goddamn Browns, so... Um, so yeah, I'll be building around Carr Cooper. Probably my running back is going to be Kamara. Um, is it, is it a Dalvin Cook week? Does Dalvin Cook finally get right against the Bills? Uh, he does have a hamstring injury that he sustained in overtime and how it got to overtime was the worst call in NFL history. Well, not the worst call because of the tuck rule, but one of the worst calls in NFL history because Clay Matthews apparently touched a quarterback, shouldn't have done that. Um, Anyways, so Dalvin Cook's a guy that I'll be looking at heavy and daily this week. Wide receiver, obviously, you're gonna want you're gonna want a piece of that Saints Falcons game, a total of 50. So try to look for Saints and Falcons if you can get there. Um, another game that's gonna be that has a crazy high total is the Chiefs and Niners. That's got a 50 point total on it as well. So if you can get, uh, you know, a Tyreek Hill or um, that ass fuck uh, Dante Pettis, who really stuck it in me last week in DFS, who was supposed to be the guy because, as we know, Goodwin was out, and goddamn, Dante Pettis, he was going to get all the looks, and everybody was was so hyped up about getting George Kittle last week. Well, that did not do a damn thing. Uh, they were they were god awful last week, and the 49ers probably had no business winning that game, but here we are. Talking about how they did and uh, Jimmy GQ, it's not not looking so hot these days. But they'll get you know the thing that sucks about the 49ers, they play the Rams twice and the Rams are just the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm telling you that. I was saying that in July. I mean they they just have all the pieces offensively, defensively. They have a coach who actually gives a shit. It's not Jeff Fisher, so it'll be it'll be decent to uh, to watch the Rams hopefully stomp the Patriots out, but. 
Um, you know, the Patriots still have Tom Brady, and now they've got Josh Gordon. So, of course, it's going to be the Patriots and the Rams. Everybody else is going to be sitting on the sidelines and watching, in my opinion. Uh, let's see. Corey Coleman was cut. We talked about that. We want to talk a little bit more D DFS. Uh, we can do that. Maybe. We'll, oh, I do want to touch. Speaking of DFS, we talked last week about how um, Alfred Morris's price tag was really cheap. And how I've always liked Matt Breida a little bit better. Well, Matt Breida was the man last week for the 49ers. 14 touches, 159 yards, one touchdown on 41% of the snaps. So that's kind of that's kind of wild to me. Uh, Alfred Morris, on the other hand, uh, doesn't even show up here. Well, actually he does. He, Alfred Morris played 48% of the snaps, 16 touches for 80 yards. So Alfred Morris was involved as well for... I think it was like thirty eight hundred bucks last week on DraftKings. He was probably he was actually a decent investment at that price. So he's thirty seven hundred again this week. They do get the Chiefs. The Chiefs can't stop anybody. Uh, let's see. So he's he's a guy that if you really want to punt um, running back, although I don't recommend it, he's a guy that you could look at. I'd much rather have Matt Bright, especially if they get behind in that game. Matt Bright is going to be on the be on the field a little bit more. I would I would think because he's a better pass catcher. Um, and I think the Chiefs just absolutely crush on um, the 49ers. The 49ers are overrated, in my opinion. And we'll see what they do this week. But I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't touch any of these guys unless it was Matt Bright. I'm kind of out on Pierre Garçon and everything else that's going on. I mean, their number one receiver was, was Pierre Garçon, who was 4 for 57. So other than that, it was all backfield and, uh, you know, you got you got random guys like Kendrick Bourne getting a getting a catch and it, it just was a crazy 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 game for Jimmy GQ really in the 49ers. Somehow they won that game and I, I can't believe it really. Uh let's see, what else you guys want to talk about? Um We talked about Jordan Howard a little bit and I'm out on that. You wanna talk about the Lions? The Lions actually threw the ball quite well last week. Golden Tate led the way with thirteen targets. Uh, Theo Riddick, which they were behind, so of course Theo Riddick had to be involved. Kenny Galladay had a hell of a game. Kenny Galladay, if he's available somehow, man, that's a guy you, you got to get. He played in 92% of the snaps. So if Kenny Galladay is available, he might even be worth a low-end trade right now if you can get him. But he did out-snap Golden Tate. So that's something to keep your eye on. Now, Golden Tate did have more catches. But Marvin Jones Jr. is the other guy on that offense, and while Jones Jr. played 100% of the snaps, he only had four four catches for 54. Kenny Galladay, six for 89, a touchdown. So Kenny Galladay might be a guy worth looking at. Um, Garrett Blunt was hurt in that, or got tossed in that game. Uh, that's kind of kind of wild. Of course, he's kind of a thug too, so that happens with him. But he's the kind of teammate you want, man. He will fight a guy for you, and it's it's quite awesome because you know a guy like that's always going to have your back. Uh, let's see. We can pick a random team here. Let's talk about the Rams, what they did against the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals are god-awful. Brandon Cooks had a great game last week, seven touches for – or seven catches for 159. He was in on 100% of the snaps. Cooper Cup was also in on 100% of the snaps. So that tells you all you need to know about – how the how the uh, Rams are going to do it? They're going to run it through Cooks. They're going to run it through Cup, and then that Todd Gurley guy. Yeah, he's pretty good too. So that's you know that's really the parts that you want in that offense. You could even make a case for Robert Woods, six for eighty-one last week on ninety-seven percent of the snaps. So they love running that three wide. 
tight ends aren't viable in this offense, so you can get rid of the tight ends in that offense as well. Um, that should about do it for tonight. I guess I don't. I think I'm all out of love, and I'm so lost without you guys. Uh, hit me up, text, emails. We could talk about that kind of stuff on the air. I, I you know, I do like I do like the questions. Don't ever feel like you're burdening me because I do appreciate the questions, especially on Sunday. Keeps me interested. You know, I'm I'm a diehard. I'm up at 5 a.m. doing my research, so I, I love I love the NFL, and it's it's my baby. So, anyways, that's uh that's it for this evening. Uh, good night wherever you are. I am Levi at the Levi Surf, and I am out. I got a really big team, and they need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings.